Welcome to Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive, featuring conversations with performing artists and industry influencers on what it takes to succeed in the arts. I am your host, Diane Foy, and I believe that you really can make a living from your creative talents. As a publicist, podcaster, and coach, my mission is to educate, motivate, and empower you to thrive with authenticity, creativity, and purpose. Hello and welcome to episode 73 of Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. It's been a longer than normal break between episodes this time. And honestly, it's because I've not been feeling inspired for the podcast, but also what I was posting on social media and the whole way I've been communicating about what I do who I coach, and how I help them. I had a breakthrough idea last week, and I'm very excited. So I jumped in to make it a reality. So changes are coming very soon. Stay tuned for a new name, a new focus, and new inspiring content. My purpose is still all about arts and entertainment and creativity, so I'm confident that you will all want to come along for the ride. And if you want a preview of me poking around and trying things out, um, come join the Facebook community. The Unstoppable Musicians and Actors is what it's called right now. That is changing. Anyways, for what might be the last episode of Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive, stay subscribed because I'm just going to put on the new focus continuing on from here. And so for this episode, it was recorded during the Music Pro Summit by Indie Week. Happened a few weeks ago in September, and today's episode is a Q&A with artist Quantum, who is a coaching client of mine, and Eli Glenn, who goes by Always the Grim and hosts the Zensational podcast. And Alex Hajar, am I pronouncing that right? Who hosts the Social Animals podcast. We had an inspiring conversation about the importance of an artist's story in attracting fans, media, and industry, personal branding, and about pushing your comfort zone to show up authentically. My message is still the same. I just want to inspire you and educate you so that you can make your dreams a reality. I hope you enjoy this. My whole life, I've been passionate about arts and entertainment. When I was a kid, I was shy and I was just drawn to the worlds that musicians, actors, dancers created. And in my creative entrepreneur journey, I was always chasing to be around performers. So I was a photographer, then I was a makeup artist, I was a journalist, I was an artist manager. I was a publicist and now a coach. And the motivation behind all of it was to help performers succeed. And now I take all of that experience. And as a coach, I help artists, musicians, actors attract fans, media, and industry 
so that you can make a greater impact and income. This podcast is another resource I created to educate, motivate, and empower artists. I really want to encourage artists to stop letting fear and a lack of knowledge hold them back from achieving the dreams. So today at uh, Music Pro Summit, I invited some artists on the show to ask whatever questions they have about personal branding, social media, or publicity. Um, and let's get it started. So I will call on Quantum. Hi, Diane. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Great. Great. We had a great day in the conference, so <laughs> it's wonderful. Well, what's your highlight so far? So the highlights was the Facebook uh, masterclass with Rick Barker. Actually, he, he used me as a ping and pick to, for uh, for Facebook ads, and I volunteered myself. It went very great, and uh, I really liked it. And all the other you know discussions collectively, I can say I cannot leave any discussion out of my highlights. Actually, so it was very good, very well managed. I really liked the the whole conference, Daryl, CD Baby, and the whole team, what they did. Cool. So yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, so Dan, I'm a solo musician, composer uh, from Oakville in Ontario, Canada. Uh, my music is in uh, indie alternative uh, rock genre with fusion of other genres like jazz, blues, and um, I don't limit myself, but pop-friendly rock, if you want to s- uh, summarize it. Uh, I'm a Spotify artist, basically digital native kind of artist. I started releasing my music uh, on digital platforms. And last year, where when all the shows and everything got canceled because of COVID, so I really focus on uh, this digital aspect of uh, the music business, and it was the response was very positive so far, uh, in a way that maybe I, I think I don't want to go back to the old ways, probably. <laughs> Right, right. Cool. Paul and I work together, so we'll tell everyone that. I actually already know everything about you. Um, But what is your question for today? So my question was actually, uh, Diane, thank you so much. And uh, you've been a great coach, um, you know, on the branding and the overall high level strategy of my music, something I really appreciate. We had very good sessions. Some part of it was tough. You asking me questions, you know, to dig into my personality and my music persona, and which was great and helped me out a lot. So in line with what we successfully did and managed to do so, so far, uh, my question is that how the artist's storyline impacts his music, fan base, and basically his music life and trajectory uh, in, in the eye of the audience, externals, and people, you know, uh, who are passing by his or her music, um, how his or her uh, or you know, their uh, music, uh, their storyline impacts their music and how important it is. That's my main question. I think it's vital. Like, you know, I I stress exploring personal branding before you even get to the marketing because it's all about your story. You know, there's tons of artists out there creating and no matter how amazing your music is... <laughs> There's so much competition. It's hard to get attention. And in order to attract the super fans, the people that are going to really support you, you need to kind of connect with them on a personal level. And that's where that's all personal branding is. Like a lot of, you know, people shy away from 
the marketing and branding and all that because they think it's like you're going to put a persona on you. But it's just exploring, you know, your what you, you what your vision is, what you really want. And the most important is why you want it. You know, why does this career matter to you? Why does music so important to you? And that's also why I introduced myself the way that I did. I didn't start out with, hey, I'm a branding social media coach, whatever. No, I started with my why. I started with the reason I do what I do why I love performers so much. And I lead with my passion, you know, and everything I've done was to help performers succeed. And that will connect with people more so than the facts of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've worked with some famous people and, you know, um, and so as a musician, people want to know your story. They want to know what drives you. They want to know the behind the scenes. And so your story is the basis, I think, of everything. You know, that's why it's important to kind of take the time to really explore it and then share it with the world through, you know, like live appearances. You could tell stories on stage, on video, on social media and connecting with people. And then hopefully your music rocks, too. And then you got a super fan. That's someone that's going to just support you in whatever you do. And it's the story that's going to connect to them. I see that. That's a very valid point. And you think we, we need to keep um, highlighting the storyline or the, the persona of the artist throughout the, the, the career, music career, I would say? Everyone's going to give you different advice. Like my whole thing is staying authentic. And so I'm not interested in working with artists that want to create a persona. And, you know, I've pushed you. I'm like, no, yes, tell me you, who you, you really, really are. are. <laughs> like the why session, I had to break that. this man <laughs> because, yes, there are artists that are successful by having a persona and like, you know, hiding behind it. But it's just gotten so much that in order to build an audience, you need to be real with people. And so it's just a different era that we're living in. You know, like a lot of the artists back in the day, they were all mysterious and, you know, that was cool about them, but it would, they would have a harder time now. And cause it is all about being authentic and being your true self and showing who you really are. And that's, what's going to make you stand out from all the other musicians that are just putting out their music and letting it speak for itself. You know, we don't want our, ourselves to be, you know, judged or you don't want to put, it's scary to put yourself out there. And that's also why I'm on a mission to like get artists to break out of their comfort zone and face the fear that might be holding them back. And, you know, and I struggle with this too. I'm an introvert. I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to do video. I don't want to do this stuff, but my dreams are bigger than my comfort zone. So I push myself and it's that connection. And every time, like, even, you know, you might have a mix of things you post, but I'm sure you'll notice that the time that you post a photo of yourself and a story 
that's a little bit more personal, you'll probably get a tons more engagement Definitely. than yes, you're the ones right. yes. where you're putting like this graphic and saying, yes. go listen yes. to my song. Absolutely. You're right. I experienced it. And actually, I was a bit hesitant because I opened up first with you, like on my persona and uh, my character behind it and my life story. And w when I started after, you know, listening to advices, started to post more of my face because my music is also abstract, some kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't have my images on my artwork of music or anything of that sort. So, but when I started to do otherwise, like putting my image in front, having some kind of a personal feeling, just one sentence, one paragraph about the topic or a lyric or a song, or sharing the behind the scenes story, the, the impressions were actually like uh, 10 times higher yeah. than other other posts. Yeah, because yeah. people connect to story. And like, also, I think you have to do things, you know, in baby steps, if if your personal story is traumatic in any way, you also have to be prepared for the feedback you might get. So I don't recommend just throwing everything out there. If you're not ready, you want to share things that you've already kind of overcome and you can be and there's ways of telling your story without telling every little detail of it. Just get a little, you know, um, it's the, it's the general, part of the story that people are going to connect to because not everyone's going to have the exact same situation but it might be something similar or they get where you're coming from of what drives you that's awesome thank you uh what is your website where do people find you on spotify and social media so it's basically quantum which is merge of uh, quantum uh, like quantum physics and computation as well as anthem which is the music part of it so to spell it out is www.quantum.com quantum so I, and I'm on Spotify, social media, everywhere. I would love to hear back from you and your audience. Uh, and just DM me that, yes, we look you up from uh, Diane's session, and I'll be more than happy, you know, uh, to, to exchange uh, with you and your audience. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks. Wonderful. The, how I got into this was I was a publicist for a long time. Um, for like 16 years, I was an entertainment publicist, mostly working with musicians, some actors and films and things like that. But music industry is where I've been um, and publicity. And when I started, publicity was a lot easier to get <laughs> for independent artists. And back then, you didn't have to be so open with your personality and story and you didn't have to have everything together in order to get press because there was a lot more music journalists out there there was a lot more you know I, I could pitch media I could pitch a newspaper a couple writers at each newspaper across Canada to cover an artist or do a CD review those people are gone now especially in Canada like there's only a couple music writers that write for the daily papers. So it has to be syndicated. So mainstream media for independent artists that are not already well known, it's really hard. And that's part of why I've transitioned is that it, I love working with up and comers. I love working with indies and 
people would come to me for publicity and they just didn't have the things that I need to get them press. And those things would be that personal branding. I find musicians are so passionate about their music. They create it. They create their music. They're ready to release it. Okay, I need to promote it. So I'll hire a radio promoter and a publicist. And then that's all I got to do. But you're missing building the fan base. You're missing professional photos that showcase you know, who you are, your pick. I want to look at your picture and kind of have a feel for who you are. Um, and that comes with going through the inner work of personal branding. It's figuring out your story and also that story because your bio, you know, sometimes, you know, most artist bios are so-and-so was from this city, did this, like, it's just facts. It's dry. It's, it's the highlights, but okay, you're sounding like every other bio and you're not telling me anything like that connects me to want to read more. And so again, that's why we explore your story and we explore your why behind this. What is your motivation? What are you inspired by? What inspired your music? Like, yes, what inspired you to get into music, but also what inspires the music that you're putting out? The song. Tell me about the song. You know, and all those stories is what connects people. And without that and without like a high social media following, I can't get you press, you know, and especially the social media, because if I were to pitch a media outlet to cover, oh, this exciting artist, like I'll, I'll talk them up of how, how like amazing they are as an artist. The song is amazing. The video is amazing. You know, you really should cover it. They're going to go to your social media. And if there's not much happening next, they're going to go to the next artist just because there's so many artists and so much competition for those few media spots that are left that they want you to see, they want to see a lot of activity on your social media. And it's not about numbers because you can buy followers, you can buy, you know, spins, but it's harder to get engagement. So I would rather you have less followers, but I can see that people are commenting on what you post and there's a dialogue back and forth that shows that, oh, okay, you, you got, you got a community there then I'll cover you. And so the media, it works the same way if you're trying to get an agent or any other. That's why I say like I coach to attract the fans, media and industry, because that's what you need in order to get the gigs that you can actually make money at this. And so whether it's media or industry, they want to know that you have a fan base before they come on board with you. As much as everyone wants to rush into the marketing of it. And even, well, when people come to coach with me, they, you know, a lot of them want to skip the personal branding stuff and get to the social media and PR stuff. But again, that's the how. You first have to figure out the who, what, when, why, where, you know, and without that, you don't know what you're promoting. And so personal branding is that exploring who you are, your values, your vision, all this stuff that goes into what you're promoting so that you have a story to tell when you get to social media and publicity.
Alex, if you have a question, you can unmute yourself and come on. Yeah, sorry, no, I was just going to ask, like, uh, for artists, is there anything, like, as a coach that you advise them not to do? You know, avoid, avoid them developing or something because it might be a predatory practice that they could lead them into you know losing ground or losing followers or anything like that. I find a lot of artists like they they do rush to pay for the things that are quick wins. You know, you pay for guaranteed Spotify playlists or um you you rush to pay for ads and and or like cheap PR campaigns and that guarantee you results. Those are you if there anyone's guaranteeing you anything, there's something behind that. Like if the playlists are you know if if a playlisting company is saying I can guarantee you'll be on this many playlists, a lot of times that's because they own those playlists and. You know, there's a work, they work it so that they can guarantee you're going to be on this many playlists. And these playlists are huge because they put all their artists on there. And so there's all this stuff goes behind it. If they're guaranteeing anything, there's something up there. So you want to be sure if you're hiring someone to represent you, whether it's playlisting, radio promotion, publicity, any of it you want it to be organic you know they you want to be it you want it to be earned not this guarantee because usually what's guaranteed is like you know less than stellar outlets um and or maybe the person just takes on anyone and everyone it's not that they believe in you they just and that's you find that a lot with the cheap um services that are not that expensive, you're like, oh, 300 bucks, 400 bucks, do it. And then, but they're doing that because they can take on 100 artists and not really um, get the personal attention. So that's something to think about. Maybe like if, if you if you contracted someone to provide you with a, you know, a media uh, package to get your voice out there, to get your work out there, um, what are some signals or some red flags that artists should be looking at to be like, this is not effective? Like, is it an immediate thing that they can recognize or how long before they should really rethink their strategy for uh, for promoting with, you know, the person that they've contracted with? Okay. So when you're looking to hire someone, I think do your research. Um, the best thing is a referral. If there's a, another artist or an industry person you trust that, you know, hey, I'm looking for some, I'm looking for a publicist. I'm looking for a radio promoter. Who do you recommend? You know, the referrals are going to be um, a good indication, um, especially if it's artists, other artists that have used that person and had great success. You know, that's the greatest thing to do. Um, Google everyone. Sometimes just the name alone brings up some things that kind of tell you something. And then look at who they're working with. Just because they've worked with big famous people doesn't mean they're for you either. That doesn't necessarily mean that they know how to break an unknown artist. It's a lot easier to get press and 
radio and promotion, all this stuff for artists that's known. That's, that's easier. I would look for someone that has had success with up and coming indie artists at your level. And I've had success stories of, you know, Hey, no one knew this band. And then that person, you know, I worked with this publicist and they got me all this stuff and our career just took off. You want those kind of stories. Mm-hmm. Um, look at testimonials on their website, but also if you know anyone that they've worked with, just reach out to them. I think that's the best. Um, but if, you know, sometimes I've hired people that I, I didn't get a referral, but, you know, you get a feel for people if you Google them and see the stuff that they put out. That's kind of where video comes in, too, is that you can kind of get a connection with them. Always talk to them before. You don't have to do the big meeting, but, like, ask your questions. Thank you. I appreciate the, uh, the, uh, the advice. No problem. Who is this EG person? Talk to me. Perfect. So my name is Eli Glenn. I am a local artist from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, I'm currently independent. I also host my own podcast called Sensational. What's that about? I basically wanted to just create a place where I could just speak about anything. If I had a rough day at work and it really made me think about life as a whole or made me realize that I needed to change something in my life, I would share that. And I earlier you said how you are an introvert and uh, that that really res- resonated with me because I uh, it's 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 hard for me to sometimes connect with people or push myself to connect with people and um podcasting really helped me with that i uh i got to interview my first little bit of a bigger person i don't know if you know who Haley jean penner is but uh she is the author of a book called the people you follow okay um and her uh, her father is a, a children's artist, Fred. I'm like, I know Fred. As soon as she said Penner, I'm like, I wonder if it's Fred Penner related. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was a great podcast and interview. And I guess my question for you isn't really for marketing or 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 most of that because it's really more about me just coping and just speaking. Um, what, what techniques would you, would you give for calming yourself and focusing on an interview or a podcast if you're nervous? I think a lot of that goes back to really doing the exploring thing. And another thing about like personal branding is that it's exploring your skills, your strengths, your weaknesses that you might want to work on, your personality, um, your accomplishments, all of that kind of builds your confidence. And part of when I coach artists in the branding part, we are dealing with things that you were just saying, like the anxiety and the fear and limiting beliefs. There's a lot of limiting beliefs that hold us back from really putting ourselves out there. 
And that's why that part of the coaching, it's my favorite part, <laughs> even though everyone else wants to skip it. But I understand why they want to skip it because it's deep inner work. It's really yeah. opening up about who you really are and celebrating your accomplishments. And, you know, part of that is also figuring out your story. And a lot of this is it builds your confidence so that when it comes down to putting yourself out there, you at least have that to back you up of, okay, no, no, I do have something to offer. And it, it's figuring out what you have to offer and who's most likely to appreciate what you have to offer. That's another part of it too, is in between like the personal branding and social media, I still want you to figure out who your audience is, who's your ideal super fan, who are you talking to when you are talking on social media? So a lot of that is building your confidence as well. And then it's a little bit easier. It's still hard um, to put yourself out there. But at least if you are very clear about who you are, what your mission is. And the main thing is knowing your why. That's a huge part is like knowing the motivation. Because it's so easy to give up. When all the challenges and obstacles and our fear, our anxiety of putting ourselves out there, fear of judgment, fear, you know, there's so much that's going to try and stop us. And so, especially if a career in the arts, you want to get really clear on your motivation behind it. Why were you drawn to music in the first place? Why do you want to do this for a living? Like, this is your calling. Why is that? And get really clear on that. So again, when the challenges come up, you're more apt to keep going and not let the fear stop you. So part of coaching is I help artists identify what those beliefs are that are holding us back. You know, a lot of times it could be a childhood experience or, you know, all these things that maybe have happened to us or why, why do we struggle with this? And it's addressing it and trying to counter it. You know, is that belief true? Your fear of putting your music out there because you fear that you fear failure or you fear that you're going to be judged. And it's really exploring that fear of well, why do you feel that way? Is it really true? What other things could be true? And it's looking at the other side of it is like, you know, it could be true that you put your music out there and everyone loves it and you're successful. And, you know, it's focusing on the positive of it instead of getting bogged down by the, the fears. And, Another part of knowing your mission or why you're doing this is I was saying like, I, I don't, I don't want to be doing this. I'm pushing myself now to do video. I don't want to do it. That's the last thing in the world I want to do is do video and reels and, and uh, IGTV. I've been putting it off. I've been telling people I'm doing it this year and I still am just starting to. But it kind of comes down to, but if that's what's holding me back from achieving my dreams, I can't let that happen. You know, <laughs> so we have to conquer it. Yeah. And so I find like 
coaching has changed my life. I coach artists, but I also have a lot of coaches. And so now I was DIY. I was do everything myself for so long and just floated without a plan. Go with the flow was my life. And, and figuring out things, I'm good at figuring out things myself. But I've discovered with coaching is that they already figured out <laughs> what I'm trying to do. And so it just gets you where you want to go faster because they've already figured it out. And so when I knew that like, okay, video is my last, like not my last, there'll always be challenges, but my next, my thing that's really holding me back right now is, you know, my copywriting and my video. So I have coaches for that now. And so I'm working on storytelling through writing and storytelling through video. And I'm gathering video ideas and and I'm making a plan and I don't want to do it. But, you know, one of my mentors says my dreams are bigger than my comfort zone. And that really hit home to me because I'm like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) I have big dreams. And and if going on video is what I got to do to accomplish it, then I'm going to do it. And so it's something that you could think about, too, of like when that fear and anxiety is to explain is to kind of explore all that. And it starts with figuring out what you really want, why you want it, what is your motivation behind it, and then to build your confidence by exploring your strengths and what is unique about you and your story. Like, what parts of your story could you share that people will be drawn to you for? And then Mm -hmm. they get attached to your music, too. And a lot of times we do want you want your music to speak for itself. But if you think about your favorite musicians, artists, actors, you probably like them for more than just their craft. You know, you're attracted to the way they look, the way they dress, the way they act. They're really cool. Like, you know, and the stories they tell, and maybe they've experienced something that you connect with. That's what really turns into a real fan. And that's what you're striving to attract as an artist. Yeah, no, thank you. That, that was like um, amazing and super informing. One, one, one thing I'd love to just add to that is, is the, with the, with the fear is, um, yeah, no, like, like looking into that fear before I go onto a podcast and, and really digging deep because I, I do feel like I have been skimming a little bit with, with podcasting and, and I haven't really fully been putting myself out there. So, so maybe I should jump in a little bit more into the more often you do it too. Um, and like, that's why I chose podcasting first of all the things I could do. It's like, okay, got to put yourself out there more. Okay. I'm not ready for video yet. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. I like talking to people, so I love interviewing. So, like, okay, I start with interviews shows. And when I first started, I would do insane research on the artist or whoever I was interviewing. And, again, that gives you confidence because you're just so – you prepare for everything. But now, I don't do any of that. (laughs) I – who am I interviewing? Okay, let's go. I just wing it. You know, because I've done it so often now that it's like, 
it's not scary. Yeah. Maybe the few times where it's someone I'm a real big fan of, then I might get a little bit weird about it, but, um, yeah. you know, but for the most part, but I think if you're still fearful about the podcasting, then I should be doing more solo shows, more coaching shows. But again, until you're more comfortable doing that interview puts the spotlight on someone else and you can still practice your own communication skills and you're still putting yourself out there and you can kind of podcasts are all about conversations too. So it doesn't have to be, you know, ask a question, answer. Um, So you could put yourself into the conversation as well. And the more you do that, you get more comfortable at that as well. Yeah. Thank you for that. No problem. I tried to cram six months of coaching into 20 minutes. <laughs> yes. And also, like, if anyone's listening and, and wants to look more into coaching with me, uh, if you just go to my website, dianefoy.com, you read the page, you, you, if it connects with you, somewhere on that page, there is a button to book a free intro session. And we can just see if it's a fit to work together. I would recommend taking advantage of that as well. And I don't know if you saw at the beginning, uh, download that free resource because that's kind of the roadmap that I take artists through that I coach where we start with your, it's called the fans media and industry attraction playbook. And uh, I take you through personal branding, social media, do it yourself publicity And that's kind of what I coach on. There's some people that come to me and they already have a lot of those things down. Then they might go through the program faster. But I find the beginning sessions are the most important because it is that deeper work. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Diane, I have a question. Actually, I'm sharing the experience and... um... I want to get your opinion about it. Uh, since uh, you were talking uh, to Ellie, you talk about validation, that don't worry about it, just do your thing. So what I learned at the beginning of uh, my music, when I wanted to put it, like publish it publicly, I was very afraid of this. I had this fear of validation. What if people say this or that? Or Because especially I'm doing like alternative prog rock. So it's... It, uh, it might not sound familiar to the ears of many, some people, probably. That was my initial thought, at least. But over the time, I learned I don't have to get the validation of hundreds or thousands of people, like fans or listeners or people who come across my music. I just need the validation and inputs of few handful of people, like yeah. a critical kind of uh, inputs, like decisions I had with you or I had with like other coaches or very few people in the in pro in the music industry, let's say in terms of the video or visual or the music or the sound quality or the weight and the depth of the lyrics and all of that. So once I have that validation and normally they come up with some kind of a one, two or three points that from their opinion, a lot of things about the music or art is subjective. But I get those inputs and I apply. I have very good ears. I try to read between lines. But that was a conclusion I drew, actually, that I don't have to listen or be worried about like thousands of people. There are billions of people on the planet with different tastes, flavors, and interests. And it's very subjective. 
Uh, I just need opinion and inputs and basically it's expert help and support from few handful people. Would that be a right assumption and conclusion? <laughs> I would say for that. sure. Okay. Because you're not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I, I think when I was younger, I was one of those people that I didn't share anything about myself and everyone loved me. You know, it's because I'm just easy to get along with because I'm not sharing my opinions on anything. And, mm-hmm. you know, but then you don't really make an impact. You know, you have to. It take it took me a long time to like own who I am, take it or leave it. If if and not you're not going to be for everyone. And with music, same thing. There's going to be people that hate your music, but there are going to be people that love it. And yes. concentrate on them. You know, the people exactly. that are not into it, they're not your people. And part of that too is figuring out well, who's most likely to appreciate what you have to offer. Let's mm-hmm. go find them. You're absolutely right. And honestly, I mean, I didn't come across any kind of like hate or negative kind of comments so far. That was more of internal fear I had built mm-hmm. up over the years or what if I was playing music for years, for ages since I was a kid, but nothing published publicly. I used to perform a lot publicly, but publishing, distributing it, it's a different, you know, pro level story so that was my worry and in real life i realized okay i don't have to worry about that <laughs> at all actually you're absolutely yeah. right people who dig it will come across and they'll follow you or they like or put a comment or send you a dm or whatever or come to your shows and all of that so uh all right i'm happy you you, <laughs> you, you <say laughs> well, part of that too is that not as much anymore because now there are many media reviews to get but before you'd put your music out there and as a publicist i just cared that you got a review i don't care if it's good i don't care if it's bad because people don't remember that all they Mm -hmm. remember is oh i've heard that band before where did i hear that oh i might have saw it in the paper they don't remember and also sometimes a bad review if you kind of get to know the reviewers you know that might make me go oh so and so hates it I'll love it. <laughs> or the way <laughs> they describe going, it. I'm like, feedback, I think I'll like that. <laughs> that's what... Like if, if you saw a bad review, of, but he described your perfect, your ideal kind of music, aren't you curious to go check it out? <laughs> <laughs> I hope I don't get bad reviews, but. <laughs> yeah, but I think the more you put yourself out there, you're at some point, whether it's a bad review or someone saying something insulting on social media someone doesn't like you when you start putting yourself out there it's gonna happen and you just have to be able to go that's not my person and a lot of times it is the people closest to you that might judge you the hardest and you just have to go i'm not creating my music for them mm-hmm. that's true i've got uh I've got one friend of mine who listens to every podcast that I put out every single week, and he gives me a review every single week, rain or shine, and it's not always good. Yeah. Um, But again, I'm not making that podcast just for him, right? Um, Yeah. I'm making it for anyone who's willing to listen. So uh, the overwhelming majority of feedback that I've got has either been um, really good. 
uh, or helpful, right? Uh, and you suggested, right? So a lot of people, when you put material out there, might, you know, might be giving you constructive criticism. It's just a matter of recognizing it and then adjusting it. So it's not necessarily like for other people that hate it. Sure, ignore those people. You're not making anything for them. But if someone has something where you're like, that might be a good idea to try. Maybe splash it in there and see if you like it. If you don't, it's not for you as well, and it's not for them at the end of the day. But it's like, like Diane said, you're not always making a music for a specific person, and you're just making it for yourself. And you're bound yeah. to find people who enjoy it because everybody likes that's it. That's very true. Yeah, that's very true. Everyone's still learning too. No matter how far you, ahead mm-hmm. you get, you're still learning. And so, people saying bad things about it, it, it. Like you said, it might just make you, you know, learn something. And maybe, maybe he's right about that. And like, maybe I'll check, you know, I'll think about doing that next time. Or, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you, someone you like and respect gives you constructive criticism, you know, exactly. it's yeah. like, okay, I respect his opinion. So That's I might take that into account. Yes. yes. Normally I ask my friends or people who I see after the performance or when there's a release I, I get their inputs because I, I would like to hear especially um, uh, you know because regardless of your stage of where you are as an artist you're always in discovery yeah. like you have a fan base but you always have, want to expand it and make it more even if you're in millions <laughs> you know so I always get this feedback and some of them are very simple but it really helps me to you know refine my music creation process i know that this songs like for example uh, some kind of a people with this kind of demographic or demographic of mindset or music taste would like it more the other type of the songs this kind of people would like it or dig it more so it gives me very good indication i do this like get it like uh, not interview but i get this feedback all the time uh, i ask personally so what do you think which song did you like the most so why this one okay was up with you didn't like it it was more of hard rock. You want more mellow sound. So I, I get this kind of feedback. Uh, uh, as in, There are golden inputs, actually. Yes. And you yeah. can engage now, too, right? You can engage with your fans more. Yes. 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 Using Instagram and, uh, and Twitter and TikTok. Uh, I don't really know how to use them perfectly. But, I mean, if you're throwing a song out there, you can also, um, you know, for a story on Instagram, for instance, you can ask, what's your favorite part of this riff? Or do you even like it? Yes or no? And so mm-hmm. you can kind of get a general yeah. sense of, you know, how people feel about it. And maybe if you just pivot it, if there's a large majority that doesn't like it, or however you kind of want to develop it. But like you said, you're constantly in development. So it's a good state to be in. Yeah, it's a great way to engage people, too, is because they feel that they're part of your journey. Yes. If you include them along the way. Well, that was a wonderful session. Eli, as well, what was your podcast called? Uh, my podcast is called Zens- uh, Zensational. Oh, right. Okay. Cool. I don't know if you said your podcast. No, maybe not. My podcast is called uh, Social Animals. It's uh, an interview-style storytelling podcast. Um, about friendship. So I interview guests, mostly musicians, but artists, authors, uh, comedians about, um, I ask about a dozen or so questions about their closest chosen connections or their friendships. And then I also ask what they do for, for food and what they do for fun and, and what's next on the horizon. So it also kind of gives them a bit of a platform to uh, talk about what they're doing. 
That's awesome. I am checking that out for sure. Yeah, so I'll I'll include information on all you guys and your links in the show notes. It was nice meeting everyone. Yeah, nice nice meeting all you. Thank you so much, Diane. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Take care. I hope you enjoyed that and got something out of it. The Indie Week online conference is coming up November 9th to 13th. And it will be five days of industry panels, workshops, mentorship, and networking for the music industry and artists. So be sure to check that out at IndieWeek.com. And I will leave some links in the show notes for the Social Animals podcast, the, the Sensational podcast, and for Quantum. And you can check them out as well. Well, that's it for now. Stay tuned. I'm so excited about the relaunch, the rebrand of this podcast, and I'll be bringing you even more variety of creativity and artists to be inspired from. And I will do more solo episodes because I think I'm finally passionate about what I'm going to be talking about. So stay tuned for now. You can catch me. Yes, I've changed my social media usernames as of right now. No more Diane Foy PR. And I am Diane Foy rebels. It's a little hint. Anyways, check out singdanceactthrive.com slash 073 for all the details of this episode and I will be so excited to introduce some new things to you soon. Thanks for listening to Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. Be sure to join the mailing list at dianefoy.com to gain access to exclusive bonus content, a weekly newsletter, and an invitation to our private Facebook group of purpose-driven performing artists and industry influencers. 